Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Small. And today, before we dive into this Fraternity Friday series, where I break things down with Eric Bort, longtime fraternity member, many changes, much growth, something I'm looking forward to sharing with all of you. I want to bring some attention to today's, and not just today's, but this year's first sponsor of the Family Alpha Podcast, and that would be the Epic Dad Company. The Epic Dad Company is run by Drew Camp, and he's making natural supplements for high-performing dads. And so obviously, it fits really well with the brand here in that this is the family alpha. This is about men being men and not just having their dad bods and their dad jokes, but being strong men. And so Drew Camp is bringing that to the masses, not just through his pre-workout, which is incredible. And I'm looking forward to seeing this thing spread because it came out with a new version recently, but also the entire culture around fatherhood. You know, the slogan here is train hard and dad harder, level up your dad game, all focus on helping family men be stronger men. And that's how we set this example and how that's how we change the tide of society at large. So check out the Epic Dad Company. The link is in the description below. If you use the code Zach Small, Z-A-C Small, you can also save a few bucks just for listening to this podcast. So get in there, get your workout, and start being a stronger father because the world desperately needs it. And with that, let's jump into today's episode with Eric Bort on our Fraternity Friday series. This is what makes men, men. We're men, right? Indeed we are, sir. Welcome to another episode Episode. of the Family Alpha Podcast. This is where Zachary Small is working to keep masculinity in men, in marriages, and in all fathers. The information shared here is meant to be applied. We're changing the world one man at a time. Now, let's get into the episode with Zach Small on the Family Alpha Podcast. Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Today, we are running another Fraternity Friday series. I am joined by another Fraternity of Excellence member. His name is Eric Bort. Eric is a husband, a father, an entrepreneur, and we're going to be talking about how he has found a way to take the brotherhood that is the Fraternity of Excellence and use it to improve the titles he wears outside of that brotherhood. So not just being a man, but all the titles he wears as a man. And so with that, Eric, we've had many discussions in private. I think this is our first one publicly. How are you doing, brother? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. Uh, big, turn, big, big turning point in my life recently, and I'm happy to really get into it and what the group's done for me. I was just about to cut you off there and say exactly that. I was like, I'm pumped to get you on here to talk about it. It's been a journey, man. And so one of the things that, I mean, we come out the gates with is why did you end up joining a men's community in the first place? I don't think this is dissimilar to a lot of other guys. I was in effect friendless. And by that, I mean, without male companionship for 25 something years. And so I have my marriage, I have my kids, I have acquaintances, I have work colleagues, I have all these elements of other men in my lives. Uh, and, And it's nothing really ran deep though. I had maybe one or two people that I could get fairly deep with. But if you've ever tried to ask a question on Yahoo Answers, that was the equivalent of me seeking something like FOE. You'd throw some random question out on Quora, on Yahoo Answers, you'd get absolutely nothing back. And it was so unfulfilling and just this feeling of being lost. And so when I heard about the group, something something like this existed, and I do not have a military background. I know a lot of you bring up that military aspect 
of a brotherhood, of a family, it intrigued me immediately. And within about 10 minutes of hearing about it, I had joined up after my first call. So getting you in, I would say maybe 10 minutes you decided to go in. I would say it took a little bit longer for that to ease all the way in because I, there was a moment there where I was like, hey man, like, are you going to get it? I mean, it was very hard to read where you were at in this in a few of our discussions, but it was cool. And, and this is something that I, I wanted to bring up actually in a few of the things and you're the man, the right man to jump on with this because people think, well, when you join the community, you know, everything changes. And that's not exactly it. You know, it's kind of like the gym. When you join that first week that you're going, you're kind of finding where the equipment is. You're looking mm-hmm. around and seeing what other people are doing. You're finding your place. Like, what's the the unwritten rules? Are you allowed to yell? If you're in Planet Fitness, you're definitely not allowed to drop those weights. <laughs> but you start to look around and see kind of the flow of the place. And so for you, yeah. you know, when you came in, not having that background of the, of the military service or kind of like a fraternal order, was it more difficult for you to kind of find that tempo or what was allowed? Or was it easy by just sitting back, watching others, and then kind of replicating their behavior? My process is generally dive in. I was the kid who sat in the front row, whether I knew anything or not. I was the one who asked what others would consider a a stupid question. I've always been that person. And that's never stopped me from embracing what's available. And I think you all did such a great job, the onboarding in particular. I, I, uh, I believe I spoke with Coop and the, the professionalism struck me as not what I was expecting. And to this day, you'll have yet to falter in that respect. And, and I just, I can't express enough how lucky I feel to be a part of this because I know there are some groups out there that half-ass it for lack of better terms. This is such a truly professional experience. I felt safe. I felt embraced to some extent, sharing aspects about me. And so I just kind of, I just dove in. I I shared my history more on a professional level because that's where I'd seen a lot of success. And that's kind of how I talked about myself. And within a week had been on a few Zooms and just started going to every Zoom. I I was doing six, seven hours of Zooms a week uh, for the first. (laughs) We have seen a lot of each other. I'm kind of still doing that, right? And, And that was a big, big, big part of getting in for sure. Well, that's good, man. I'm, I'm happy to hear that too. I mean, honestly, we're getting public feedback right now, you know, but sitting there and looking at that, one of the things we do look to do is that the the online community, the online group, there's kind of this like moniker of like, you're going to go to like a telegram or you're going to go to this air and it's kind of like wishy-washy on what's really happening there. The The structure is pretty fluid, whereas mm-hmm. we were a little bit more rigid, but that that was one of the, the driving points I wanted to stick with and I've, I've refused to bend from is my whole thing with this was to offer that connection that I found in the military to people that and myself who aren't in that type of environment. And so being able to be like, hey, here are the people, here's the hierarchy, here's the rules, like here's how this thing works, here's what makes it flow well, but it's not so rigid that we don't take feedback. And honestly, we've had uh, calls just one-on-one or discussions one-on-one. I'm actually thinking of the, the bus ride up to the cave where I was just sitting and kind of listening to people who've worked outside of this industry of communities and just what you've seen at large with the business operations side of the house. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to that, I have found that when men are open to men who are different than them, you get a perspective you never would have found otherwise. Have you found that the same in your either professional or personal life? That's that's still a bit new to me. And I'd say this group is the first time I've really experienced it because the people who I've become friends with, and there are some guys who, I mean, I've got hours and hours and hours and hours of one-on-one calls. 
and you probably would never know that we even know each other in the Slack, right? And it's it's just those interesting relationships that form, putting yourself out there. And we've even said to each other in some instances, like, I never would have gotten along with you or approached you, or you're just not the type of personality I would have expected to click with. But because we all have that foundation of openness in general, that's kind of this expectation that you're being real. No one's trying to fool anybody. It's, it's okay to screw up. It's okay to try and fail. It's okay to do all these things, but we're all coming from that foundational perspective of being our best and being honest. That alone is what forms that bond in my head. And that's what keeps me coming back because I do not have that in the day, in my day-to-day -day life. And it's, it's just the, the value that this, this group has is beyond anything that I've experienced. I'm a year, I'm, a, I'm about a year and a half in. I'm not impressed easily. Like sometimes I am, but for a paid group, I've quit pretty much every paid group I've ever joined because I'm like, yep, I got the value out. I'm done. I'm good. But just the friendship and just the consistency of the messages and the heat that you bring in the roundtables. I didn't think I needed to get pumped up and I'll end up one of these meetings just absolutely psyched and pumped up in my own special way, right? Like I know I'm not the same as other people who get pumped up, but I'm being me and I take that into my life how I see fit. And uh, it's a good, good deal all around. You know, it's funny you bring that up on the roundtables. And so for those who don't know what that is, every Tuesday evening, it, this has been a staple since the beginning of this back in 20, or we opened our doors January 1st, 2018. And so I think we ran our first round session before then. So this has been going for about six years now. And every single Tuesday, we've yet to miss an evening call. And that's one that I lead. And every time I leave here, Jackie's like, are you mad? Like, you just always seem like you're yelling in there. I'm like, no, I'm super happy. Like, I'm pumped up. She's like, okay. So me and the kids are just wondering, is this a good call or a bad call? <laughs> well, that's what cracks me up too. Cause like, that's an aspect of your personality that I don't know if we met each other on the street that we give each other a second look, right? <laughs> like you're a, you're an intense dude, but I've, I've known people who look, whether they look intense, they've got intense energy. A lot of people misinterpret it as angry. A lot of people interpret it as closed off. And, and the thing that I've learned over just, being alive for a while is those, those tend to be the most loving, caring people. And I think that's what I get, you know, to me, that is love. That love is that honesty and that someone having your back and stepping up to the plate when someone else might just ignore you or not realize or not be able to relate on that emotional level. And so it's, it's kind of funny, the whole bro mentality of sucking it up and not being emotional. This is, it's almost like the opposite of that and the epitome of that. It's just this really weird contradiction. And there's so many contradictions through this process. And the, the trick is it depends on context. Like there's a time to suck it up and there's a time to be a cliche man. And, and then there's times to be emotional. There's times to let it out. And it's really based on that, uh, the environment, the, the context, all these different things. And that's what I'm learning. And so, I mean, there's just different places for different things. And sorting out the complexity of those relationships within the group is awesome. It's like a playground. It's a playground for people who want to improve themselves. It's really good. We don't have to get that as a tagline. <laughs> but looking at this, man, it's it's funny when you when you when you word it like that, it really does have me kind of reflecting on the point you said where for a lot of groups you can go in and it's the same theme, kind of rehashed, reworded. Like once you get it, there's nothing else being added. But I think mm -hmm. the complexity here is a part of what adds to it is you watch the man grow 
And so now the man that you're working with is a different man so that that week's man is different than the last week. So now there's something new coming from him and new you can give to him. And so when you're watching men on level 10 in one area, talking to a level one another, and then things start to shift. Now they're a level six in one area, but you're a level two in a different area. Now that guy's helping you. And it's just this weird lava lamp of engagement of personalities going on. And it, to see that play out and kind of hear it the way you worded it, it's actually a really good perspective on it because I think that's why it remains engaging for so many for so long. And I've, I've seen people in that respect disappear because they're good, but I'll still see them on one or two Zooms like Saturday morning or Sunday morning, you know, one, one or the other. It's like, we still know they're around. They'll, they'll jump in every once in a while. Uh, and some of the guys that I was looking up to early on, I just, like, I had no clue where they came from. And I'll tell you, the more vulnerable they were, the more they gave their talk. Like that first time Jerry gave a talk in uh, 31 DTM. Yep. That was the most moving talk I had ever seen. Like throw all the keynote conference speakers out the window. <laughs> and this dude in his garage, you know, with his shotgun hanging up on his wall, Animal heads everywhere. <laughs> Speaking from his heart, I thanked him after that call in a, in a DM. And it was just, I, I was absolutely touched by it because suddenly I could relate. And so those guys that achieved that level 10, they then have compassion and understanding for that guy who comes in at a one. And that's, to me, the benefit of staying here. Because if, if you all have ever improved yourselves and you know just because you attained a skill does not mean you don't need to continue to practice it. Every day is practice. Every day you got to show up until the day that you die. To say that I'm good and I'm out of here is not really the case. And I think the more we get to then impart our gained knowledge on those newer guys that come into the group, it just reinforces and help us. So it's just as good to provide as it is to you know give and get. Well, and, I think that's and, essential to the overall development. I think you have to have mm -hmm. that element you can only follow for so long and learn as much as you can while following. It's when you lead, you learn more. You start to learn the other parts of things. And so to get the, the full package, you got to be on both sides of that. You got to know when to follow and when to lead. And being capable of doing that means you got to make mistakes. That, and that's huge. It's not selfish. And I think, again, back to the contradictions of, oh, it feels selfish to do this thing. Whether that's ask another guy a question. Or give them a call when you're feeling a little bit desperate or you're about to make a bad move and you need another opinion. Uh, I played the whole I'm weak game for my entire life. Saw almost everything outside of my wheelhouse as weakness. I'd get triggered by something because it wasn't done the way that I would do it. Uh, I want you to be just like me or I can't relate to you. It would piss me off. And letting that part of me die just came from exposure to 20, 30 different perspectives. No one man is right. No one man has my answers. I need to find my answers. But having that dialogue, having that discussion, showing up to the meetings and getting perspective, reading books, doing all these you know nerdy things, writing, researching, all the stuff that you wouldn't think we're doing in here, like tearing our shirts off and beating our chests or whatever, you know, whatever it is you, you might have for, again, that cliche of a man's group. It's the most touching, intimate, emotional process because we really unfold our secrets and our challenges and those things that we just wouldn't admit to anyone else. And once that bond of trust begins to exist by showing up every day, that's when the real work starts to happen. And that's when that level 10 helps that level one or that level one surprisingly helps that level 10 guy in a different facet. And, it, and it's just, it's a very circular thing that I don't think really has an end. No, 
I mean, that's why, hey, <laughs> like when I say until the wheels fall off, man, I mean it. There's there's a lot left in this. But yeah. looking at that, man, you bring up a great point. You know, somebody listening to this might think, oh, but yeah, you've got to drink that whiskey and shoot those guns and have the beards. And I would say, you know, you can do whatever you, you want to do as a man, but none of that stuff makes you a man. And any group that focuses on ensuring that that is the image portrayed in every podcast and every blog post and every everything, it's a hyper focus on shooting the guns and resisting the government and all this. It's like, what are you, what are you trying to look like? That you're compensating for you're trying to look like a tough guy so you're compensating for a weakness that you're hiding and whereas when you look at the full picture i think that you're highlighting the actual strength of this and why i really want to push podcasts like these to let other men know you know you're running uh, clearly trained and so that's your business and you guys you're an e-learning company correct you create mm -hmm. interactive uh, educational materials for companies companies like starbucks Google, Johnson & Johnson, PBS, some big name companies are using your educational methods of delivering that, that message or piece of information to their clients, to their customers, whatever. They, anybody looking at that would say you're successful. You're doing like, look at you, you're crushing it. You know, you have made it. But there's a part of you that while on, on paper, you've checked the boxes, you made the companies, you've established yourself, you're a self-made mm -hmm. man, you're crushing it. Yeah, America. There's another part of you that was, you were talking about that void. And I think for a lot of men, we're talking about your business here that like, all right, cool. Objectively, you can say that's really good. For them, cool. You've got the muscles, you've got the beard, you've got the guns, but there's still a part of you that's not being met. There's still a need there, there's still a want. And that's the stuff that men are very uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. They're uncomfortable with those feelings. They're uncomfortable with those emotions. They're uncomfortable with saying, I want my dad to say he's proud of me. I want to talk to my wife about not being in this routine that we're in. I want my kids to love me and not just be waiting to leave me. There's a lot of different areas where these men struggle and some come in and it's, it is those not, not superficial, but like the, the cliche health, wealth relationships. I just want to make more money. I want to get out of debt. I want to fix my marriage. I want to have more sex and I want to connect with my kids. I want to just be a healthier human being. But for many to get to that point, I think that we have to address the things you were just talking about, the intimacy, the connection, the comfort with who you are as an individual and authentic living. And so it's just, it's another example where people on the outside would look at you and say, you've got it all. But it wasn't until you were able to look at the parts they couldn't see that you were actually able to have it all, or at least be on that trajectory. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to be able to say, I, I know something's missing and not being able to define what that is. And what a, what a odd purgatory type of place to be for a very, very long time to think this, this is it. I don't have any reference. I don't have any guiding light. I don't have any um, system to really help me get out of this. And that's where I was for a very long time. So I came, I came into this group from a point of complacency. I got that message a lot of times. You are very successful. You must have everything. You must be the happiest. You're the happiest guy I know. Things like that, which I don't know if that just means everyone else was that much more depressed or out of it. I don't, I don't think so, but uh, whether it was a mentor, whether it was a business coach or different people in the past, I think from their perspective is you've already got it all. And I just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And it's not that I wasn't thankful for what I had. It's that it wasn't a purposeful life. I wasn't purposefully leading my family. I wasn't purposefully being a parent. I was there all the time but mentally fairly well checked out and just taking care of myself. And so I even had some trip ups in the group of take care of yourself, 
build yourself, work out. It's like, well, that was my escape was business, finance, make basically making money and working out. That's how I escaped from all those duties. And so it's unique. Uh, what works for one man to, does not work for the other. And that's part of that exploratory phase in the group. Come in grips with my weaknesses, saying them out loud, and then starting to get different inputs. And it's not about taking each input at face value, but you take an input, you try it, experiment, move on to the next one until something starts to work and you form a process that, you know, in my case, that I could embrace, that I knew I was onto something. All right, well, my big thing is parenting and marriage, my connection with other people. Why am I resentful? Why am I cynical? I've been cynical for so long. And in a roundabout way, ignoring those issues and just working on the overall process and connection with others, letting things go, resolved all of those issues. Directly attacking them didn't work for me. So again, I found my own process and yeah, a year and a half in, right? Still improving, just kind of getting to that foundational level of success. Uh, it's a, it's, it's cool. It's cool looking back and seeing the wins. No, dude, your, your journey has been fantastic. When you agreed to coming on here, I was like, fuck yes, <laughs> let's have this talk because it's one of those stories that stands out. And again, you know, looking at that journey, we're, we're in it, you know, we're not at the destination. Things are good, you know, constantly improving, looking at yourself, seeing these new milestones that you hit. Those are great things, but it's the journey. It's the process over the product and the product is eventually death. And so let's have a good process <laughs> up until that point. <laughs> so one thing I was wondering as you were talking about this, you could lean into these things. You could make the money. You could build your body. That escaped. That that escape is supported, I believe, by society. You know, you found those escapes because society says, "Hey, if you make more money, you're happier. If you can buy more things, you're happier. A bigger house, you're happier. More cars, you're happier." And then, mm -hmm. personally, just lifting is just a that's a personal preference. I would say, honestly, most people don't lift. You know, they're they're more on the eating side of the house than the, the picking up the weight side of the house. But for many, you know, breaking the body down, that pain, it's a good pain. And it's a needed pain to somewhat feel alive, if you will. Mm -hmm. How were you able to, or I guess when you went to the group, was it the accountability of the men? Was it the example set by the men? Or was it just having access to those who gave you new ways to look at these things and take new solutions towards those problems that best helped you? And the reason I'm asking to kind of give you a foundation here, people will always say, well, what, what do I need from this that I can't get outside of FOE? It's, it's like any self-help book. You could summarize those 400 pages in a single sentence and then be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> so there's, there's the simplicity of, of the message. And I don't think this is odd to say, but like the, the, the information is not unique. It's the delivery and the sincerity and knowing someone who's been through something similar, that is what is unique. This information has most likely been around for a very long time doesn't mean I've heard it, or it doesn't mean I've heard your perspective or your challenge. You've, you personally have shared things that blew my mind that somebody could recover from. That gives me strength. And I think you know that, sharing some vulnerability while you're delivering a message. And you know from the guys who look perfect, because I've seen some new people come in and fairly well worship some other people. And it's, you know, it's, it'll be interesting watching them as they make their own realizations that we're all human and we're all in it together. And we're all going through our peaks and valleys as far as the process and, and progress within it's uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's something it's hard to say it's very straightforward. And I think that at the end of the day, um, 
you never know what to expect. And so, I mean, that's half, that's half the fun of it. That's why I like being in the driver's seat of the podcast. I get to throw the hard questions at you. But of course, I'm sitting here thinking on it too. Like, all right, what did I just ask him? <laughs> like, well, that's one so of my challenges. That. That's one of my challenges too, man. When I get when I start thinking, it'll lead to yeah, those different thoughts. So that's that's something I'm practicing too is being being present and sticking to the answer to the question. So we'll see we'll see in retrospect how well this goes. But uh, <laughs> you know, at least it's interesting. No, it's good, man, because it has my brain going down a different paths. But looking back, you know, they say the whole is more than the sum of the parts. And so one plus one can equal three in the sense mm -hmm. of one really motivated person, one really motivated person makes more than just two men, you know, or people, if you want to be a little more PC there. But looking yeah. at this, <laughs> looking at this, I'm, I'm watching these guys. And, and as you mentioned with that vulnerability, and that's kind of what sent me down a different path. You know, when men can be honest and they can say just the truth, no strings attached, just here I am. I'm not satisfied with X. I don't like that. I do Y. I, I don't know how to get over Z. Mm -hmm. That's a very difficult thing that oftentimes you can't bring to your spouse. It's inappropriate for the workplace and your friends don't care. You know, you quote unquote friends, you probably get along with them. You have a lot in, in common with them. But when you start to elevate yourself, you realize there's actually not that much you have in common with them because all they're talking about are these very surface level things. Right now, I have seen men in, in their peer group kind of elevate that. Hey, let's talk about our parenting, the things that actually matter in life. But looking at that, man, I think that's one of the key elements to getting things rolling. And anybody listening to this, that's one of the things to just start, start trying that with your friends. Start trying that with other people. Like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. No, no, how you really doing? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. What's really going on behind the Facebook timeline of the smiles and everything? I do think that that does play a crucial role in this. And if I had to look at what I would answer that question with, it, it would have been that. You know, it's it's how it's delivered. And it's the fact that men care to even deliver it. That there's even a space where men want to talk about these things. Like, how often do you find yourself, hey, man, what fatherhood book did you read? That's a very common fucking question and discussion being had inside FOE. Dude, I don't know if I've ever had that one time in my life outside of our walls. And it's just little things like that we have over and over and over. It's, it's interesting because what would be intrusive in the everyday world is not intrusive in FOE. The suggestion of a parenting book, someone might find offense to that. Uh, and I've had different reactions. I bring up the group pretty often because it makes for a great conversation because it usually just slaps people in the face, like having no clue <laughs> that something like this existed. So it's a lot more entertaining than the weather or the markets or what you know, whatever else is going on. And um, I've had a few, I've had a few people take me up on a on a reading list. And and I think it's interesting just sharing a little glimpse into that other perspective, this other world that exists. And it's not, it's not as dominant and brutal as someone might think back to that cliche of what someone may think coming into the group. I mean, it is really, it's a loving and guiding experience uh, with a lot of F words thrown into the mix, right? So it's, I've been really it's, trying on this podcast, man. I think I've said two so far. I'm really, I'm working on it. All right. I was thinking of count. I was thinking of getting one of those little, uh, the little Pitch umpire count. counters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to we'll start doing that. It's like counting our ums and uh, Toastmasters. Yes, yeah, I'll get you guys on that. that you know. The FOE equivalent. So, so looking at this, what would you say is the one thing that you would advise to the man who has the, the boxes checked on the paper? They're making the money. They're, they're out there. They've got the car. They've got the house. Their family's there. They look like they're smiling on Facebook. What would your words be to him where you know that guy's also missing something? Or he's sitting there wondering... You know, what is that void that's still in me? Like, what am I trying to fill or outrun? On a technical level, learn how to run, a, learn how to run self-assessments 
and focus on definitions. And if you find that you're in a place where you just don't know what's going on, you may discover that, you know, like with me, again, it was complacency, someone else, it might be drinking, someone else, it might be uh, avoidance, or, you know, like spanking their kids or doing these things, but they're just, they, they, they realize deep down, I'm not good with myself. What is it about your feeling towards yourself that you're not good with? And being able to have that inner dialogue, I think is the first step to understanding and embracing the, the validity of a group like this, knowing that no question is off topic, that you're not going to get shamed, that if anything, you'll be more relatable and people will step up and help you as you lean in. That's that transition where in a lot of our average normal daily lives, like outside of this group, that doesn't exist. And so it's hard to find that form of trust. And so the first thing is trust yourself and be honest with yourself. And I think that's going to lead you into being a great candidate for a member, you know, being a member of the group, someone who hides, someone who lies, someone who doesn't want to come to terms with it, but is still eternally frustrated. It's going to be really hard to help that sort of guy. And it, it does take a little bit of momentum, I think, to build some people up to that and a little bit of confidence. Like, am I about to get burned by exposing myself? And uh, it's, you know, back to experimentation. But um, yeah, self-assessment, and truth, inner truth. Oh, that I'm glad you just hit that because I was thinking honesty. You've got to be honest with yourself. And so mm -hmm. for these guys that are listening to this, like, all right, maybe we want to check out the fraternity of excellence. Well, again, back to my original point, joining the group isn't enough. You've got to join and be able to start doing things a little bit differently than you've done prior to, which means saying the things that you've always hidden or start testing those waters. And again, like mm -hmm. you said, it, it it does take a little bit to build that momentum, but going in for the first time and just saying, I might drink too much. You know, that one obviously fits well with me being sober over two and a half years. That was a thing that I had to overcome, you know? And so I did, but I, I did that very publicly. Hey guys, like to me, that's, that's the norm, man. I, <laughs> yeah. I I almost think it's like a different type of cope. It's like I'm hyper uh, accountable and, and open to ensure I don't like slip or do anything weird in like the back end that I'm not aware of. Like if I put it on yeah. the table, you guys can tell me and keep me accountable. And so there's like probably something there. But looking at it, a lot of men, they're the opposite. They keep it all close. They're afraid of admitting anything. To admit that you're fat or that you have an addiction, that you have a problem, to do any of that is to say you're a failure. And to be a failure is the worst thing in the world. And you'll find out really quick in FOE, it's, it's like the opposite of social media. We don't want your highlight reel. We want the honest truth, which means we'll take that smile. We'll take those wins. But we also want the dumpster fire going on in the back of your mind. you know. <laughs> and so like, there's, you'll scroll through our Slack and there's a fire of somebody's life. And the next one, some dude just lost 30 pounds. And the next one, somebody just blew $10,000. And the next one, somebody just made an investment of their life and they finally got out of debt. It's it's a roller coaster of where these different men are at and what they're going on. And in a week, the same man might share he lost 10 pounds, you know, lost $10,000, but was hired to a new position. But now his wife mm -hmm. and kids are happy. You know, it's just like life is just life. And we're not putting on any sort of show. The good is the good. The bad is the bad. And we're going to judge you and help you on both. Yeah, you get to see the you get to see the gritty mess of of what it looks like to improve yourself and what it looks like it, it, without that filter. This is my social media. I, I don't really use any social media. I might look up a video or two on YouTube, but beyond that, this group is it's addictive in that way. This is the cheapest, hopefully not backing you in a corner here, the cheapest therapy that you can get. And it's a hundred times better than anything you could ever find because it's not just somebody showing up because you're paying them. These are genuine men that genuinely care for you and love you. And 
to be part of that is exceptional. It really is. You know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I look at the shirt, I look at the flag, I look at the hat, I look at all these things. And there was a time where that felt like kind of embarrassing. Like, who am I to boast being exceptional? It's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the fraternity of mediocrity. I'm sure that joke's like, you know, gotten <laughs> thrown around, right? I, would I wear a shirt that said group of uh, mediocre men? And so that pride comes into play, not necessarily ego, uh, not necessarily boasting, but to know that I've got this many solid guys that just have my back and I would do the same. And there's always that thing floating around like an FOE man calls you. It's like you pick up the phone. The fact that we've got those emergency channels when someone's truly desperate and, I, and you watch 20 people flood in there in seconds, that does not exist outside of this as far as I'm concerned. That is absolutely unique and heartfelt and genuine and all these things that we're looking for, you know, I think being ourselves to find other people to relate to in that same capacity is, you know, back to that core word exceptional. And I think that again, a year and a half in to still be as impressed, if not more is, uh, is pretty wild to me because I've, I've seen quite a bit and been disappointed by quite a bit. And this is not one of those things. You know, I'm not sure if you saw my daily check-in video yesterday, I believe, where I was talking about the the brotherhood, the fraternity of just good enough. But if if you didn't, that's funny. <laughs> and if you did, you bit my style. I, that's five bucks. You fucking owe me for my, my trademark. <laughs> I did not. Of just good enough. <laughs> Mediocrity. I, I think I missed that one, but we're all on the same. I think we're all on the same wavelength, right? Yeah. The expectation uh, is is there. I mean, that's part of the group. It's just that standard expectation of, yeah, you're allowed to screw up. You're allowed to have questions. You're allowed to be weak or strong or this or that, but knowing that somebody's either going to have your back or call you out on it is absolutely amazing. And it's interesting being addicted to shame, like, oh man, this feels really shameful. And then being excited, like I must have something new to work on. And that's how I view shame these days. Like what a, what a flip from just burying it or hiding it. And that's what the, the group does. I think it promotes that growth inner and outer as we reach out to other guys, help ourselves, help our families lead with that better energy. It all just starts to come together. And it took me, it took me a long while. I dissected things, I think deep, but in the end, I feel that I truly understand them. I understand myself and I understand how I got there. I could shut my brain down and just dive in and trust the system. That works for some guys. I'm a little too analytical. I'm a little too perceptive for that to work for me. Like that's not good enough. So my my process takes a bit longer, but I'm just as impressed, if not more, because I feel like I really understand the pieces and parts of what somebody like myself would go through to get there and have those wins. That's great to hear, man. And it's one of those things too, where you're talking about where you improve to worker, husband, father, these are all titles the man wears. And so when you work on the man himself, each of those titles improve. Mm -hmm. Businesses get better. You know, like I said, the, the health, the wealth, the relationships, the finances, the spirituality, like your, your integration to everything. We have men from all sorts of different religions able to hold conversations and not lose their minds. We have men of all, I mean, skin color, sexual orientation, political affiliation. We have conversations on the most tab fatherhood, obviously, <laughs> the mm -hmm. most taboo of subjects. And the men are able to hold those respectfully. And so it's not that there's a, a type of man. It's there's a man. And that man will become an excellent man in all the things that he does. So it's it's not, Eric is not being a new Zach. Eric is Eric. I'm Zach. 
but together we can both be excellent. And that's where the overlap falls. We both have to be excellent in things that we do. And so you've laid it out quite well, but I still have to ask the question, even though you've answered it a few times differently. The final question for this, and I've asked this of every FOE man in here, why after a year and a half, all the growth that you had, do you continue to remain an active member inside the fraternity of excellence? The value is, is just exceptional. I, I show up in my own way, whether that's reading and, and looking. So there's that observer element relating those posts to myself. And then there's when I actually need help or when I have wins and, and it's, it's acknowledging the growth in myself. That's something I continue to, I would say need, need might be a strong word, but I'll just say need support on because I would, I was one of those only looked at the negative people and having this support group, having this perspective available to me pretty much 24 hours a day is unlimited value as far as I'm concerned. This group just, it delivers. And the fact that there's new men coming in with new perspectives, it never gets dry. It never gets stale. There's always something going on. And the live events, which we haven't really talked about, like that was awesome. Getting to meet everybody. It's not an online group, right? You make that point. Uh, the meetups, I'm meeting up with a few people next month and driving down. And, you know, I think that's just cool that this is not just some internet thing. Actual friendships are formed. I've got 10 something guys on my text, uh, you know, messages outside of this that I could just ask a question to or say, hey, you want to jump on a call or talk for a while just for no reason other than having a friend. So it really is. It's long-term friendship. It's high value therapy. It's experimentation. It's all of those things. And I just, I can't see where else I could find that in my life in such a concise, specific platform. And, uh, you know, to that extent, I just, I can't really uh, promote it enough from that perspective. So I, I, I don't see myself bowing out of this at, at all. It's just, it's, it's too good. No, the, I mean, like I said, there's ways to go, man. We're, we're close. We're getting there, but we're not there. And yeah. so I'm looking forward to seeing the continued and sustained growth. One of the things I do want to look at, and I think that was very well said, it is not an online group. This is a real thing. We just meet up online, but also in person. Mm-hmm. But we haven't spoken about those live events. And as we wrap this up, we also haven't spoken about what you offer. And so with clearlytrained.com, with your approach, your business, your teachings, if somebody wants to reach out either to talk business with you or because they can relate very much to your message and kind of want to pick your brain either before they pull the trigger on FOE or just Mm -hmm. to see how you got over a certain hurdle, what are the best ways for them to find you? Yeah, if you go to clearlytrained.com, you can uh, reach me in my email, ebort, E-B-O-R-T, at clearlytrained.com. Uh, We do all sorts of assessments for large corporations and a lot of it, which is, this always cracks me up. I learned some parenting skills in FOE and realized what this also applies to the corporate world. People are looking for love, compassion, empathy, and training, meeting your users where they're at, training them in a way where they're engaged and they actually find value in the information that you're sharing. Uh, and, And that's really cool to me, being able to bring all these new skill sets into the products and services that we deliver has become a really big part of what we do. Understanding, meeting people where they're at and helping them and their facilities grow. So it's a lot of that. At the end of the day, it's custom training and compliance, all different topics all over the place, food service. We're just, we're kind of anything that you need us to be, but high creative, custom, 
and really, really understand it from a point of what you need from an educational standpoint to uh, get that return on investment. Been doing this for uh, since 1998. Started when I was 18, so I've got a few years under my belt and uh, going strong. The rock star of e-learning, Eric Bort. It's been awesome, man. I've got links to all that below. Solid discussion. I want to appreciate you and just you know thank you for your time. I know you're a busy man, so to take the time to sit down here and have this conversation with me about what we're doing, and for those that are looking to connect with Eric, everything that he just listed, understand that business is being run by a man of excellence and a man who's continuing to push himself forward, push his business forward, push everything forward in his life. And I've had a front row seat to watching that happen. And you can too. So again, the link below, fraternityofexcellence.com. This has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. If you've taken value from it, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Spread the good word. Let the people know there are places for men looking to be strong men. And it doesn't have anything to do with the superficial bullshit you see out there. It's real. The men connecting are real. The bonds forged are real. And most importantly, the results experienced in their lives. Those are very real too. If you want to be a part of that, join the movement. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. You've just finished another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. Now go out and apply what you've learned. And be sure to follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Small underscore. Also, be sure to check out Zach's work at thefamilyalpha.com and his private men's community, thefraternityofexcellence.com.